host, Christy Shute here, and you're listening to the Rooted Girls Podcast. Thanks so much for listening today. Today I have with me my awesome friend, Lacey Randall. What's up, Lacey? Hey. Thanks for being back here on the Rooted Girls Podcast. Yeah, I'm glad to be here. We love, love having you and kind of a fun thing. Lacey and I are kind of having a girls weekend. Yeah. So as you guys all heard, um, a couple months ago, I moved back home to Michigan where I grew up and where I'm from, and Lacey is on fall break break from school and she's up here visiting and we've just been having tons of fun shopping, pedicures, brunch, you know, all the classic girl fall stuff. Fall in Michigan is wonderful. So fall I am loving it. I feel like I'm in a fall wonderland here. I know it really is such a great time of year and I haven't experienced a Michigan fall in like years. Mm-hmm. So it's like even nice for me to like it's come back and see here. it all. So it is. So girls, if you're listening, <laughs> you're not in Michigan, you should come to Michigan sometime in your life during the fall. Yes. It is beautiful. I think I want to come every year now. It's just going to be a staple trip. Just come to Michigan in yes. the fall. <laughs> that would be fine with me. I would love it. <laughs> so it's been fun catching up with Lacey and we're like, hey, let's do a podcast episode on why she's here. But before we jump into our content today, which is really good, we can't wait for you guys to hear it and we can't wait to talk about it. But um, Lacey, I asked, me and Sterling talked about this a couple episodes ago, and I kind of just love asking people this question because it's kind of fun. So Lacey's a sixth grade teacher, mm-hmm. and if you could do anything else besides teach, like any other career, it could be normal, it could be wild, it could be like way out there, what would you do? So I have a couple answers to this. Today I'm going to go with the answer of my junior high self. So when I was love in it. junior high... <laughs> I was walking down like the skincare aisle at Walmart and I thought, I just want to try all of these. And I asked my mom about it and said, what could I do to be the person that makes makeup and skincare? So when I was in junior high, I declared that I wanted to be a cosmetic chemist. That's awesome. And that was my goal to be when I grew up. I ended up never taking chemistry, actually. Somehow I got out of that class. I and chemistry, so good. I've never taken it. <laughs> good job. Uh, ended up with a communications degree and ended up in education. But if I could have another job, I still think it would be super fun to create skincare and get to try all the different products and test them out and see what works. That would be really cool. I love it. I love like asking people that question because someone always has something like so different and Mm -hmm. I've never thought about being like a skincare chemist person at all. I met someone the other day who really truly went to school to be that. Like she's truly got an engineering degree. She's a, she's got a chemical engineering degree and that's what she wants to do with it. And I was so impressed. I was like, I had that dream when I was in junior high. I didn't really follow through with it. That schooling does not sound (laughs) that fun though. No, I never I never did engineering or chemistry, so. So, well, props to any of you girls out there <laughs> that want to be engineers. Good Go for, for you. It. Someone needs Not to do me. it. <laughs> Not for me, but that's awesome. Well, that's cool, Lacey. So, I guess on a more serious note, I can't believe it, but we're on episode 10 wow. for the podcast. It's crazy that we've already had 10 episodes come out, and we've been, I know I've been enjoying doing them, and I hope you guys have been enjoying listening to them, and I hope you've all been learning something. So today, we have another great question, and we're kind of going to talk about on this episode, Being a Light. I titled it Being a Light in a Dark Place, and I think all of us, at some point or another in our life, are around people who aren't saved, or maybe were saved, but are de-churched, and are kind of far off the path from following God. So at our conferences, we've had a lot of questions where girls have asked questions about how do I reach out to people who don't know God? How do I reach out to my friends that are um, so against the idea of Christianity? So that's kind of what we're going to be talking about and diving into today, which I'm super excited about because I think this is a question that I even ask myself sometimes when I'm dealing with people who aren't saved or seem to be so turned off from the idea of Christianity. Again, on this podcast, we answer questions that 
actual high school rooted girls have submitted. So if you guys ever have a question, please message us through our website, rootedgirls.org or shoot us a message on Instagram. We want to hear your questions. We want to be a resource for you guys. Um, but yeah, so today we're answering um, a couple different questions kind of on this topic of being a light. So Lacey, are you ready? And I am. I think this is a great topic because it's something that's really never going to go away. You're exactly. always going to have people in your life that aren't following Christ or have fallen away from walking the path towards Christ. So I think this is really relevant and I'm excited to talk totally. about it. No matter what age you are. Really, like you'll never school, you'll have it. it. Middle school, high school, college exactly. and beyond. Like you'll always have it. Mm-hmm. So awesome. Well, let's introduce our questions. So there were a couple different questions that were asked actually at our spring 2019 Rita Girls Conference in Tulsa on this topic. So there's a couple different ones that I'll read through. But question one um, says, how do I help a friend that has lost her faith or turned away from God? Another one is, is it bad to have relationships with people who don't share your faith? Another one is, how should I pray for um, a family member or a friend to come back to church or to come back to Christ? And then another one is, how can we show Jesus to people who have rejected the idea of Christianity altogether? So I think all those are great questions, and Lacey and I are both just pumped to dive into that right now. So let's just take, I guess, Lacey, we could just take each question and just kind of share our thoughts on each one since there were so many great questions asked on this topic. Mm -hmm. So again, the first one says, how do I help a friend that has lost her faith or turned away from God? That is tough. Okay. Like, and I wish, you know, we don't have all the right answers and we're going to try our best to steer you towards truth and what the Bible says and stuff, but and give our best advice from life experiences that we've had. But it is tough, especially when you're close with a friend. I've had this happen several times. And you see them starting to go down a wrong path or to fall off the path of Christianity or to see them start to reject the idea of God. It, it's honestly heartbreaking. Actually, Lacey and I were just talking about some friendships that we've had last night, you know, that we've seen and had to watch people fall away from Christ or Christianity. And it is really hard. Mm -hmm. And honestly, it's, it is heartbreaking to see that happen. So when talking about how we can minister and reach out to people who have turned away from God or lost their faith, I, I love that God (laughs) sent his son Jesus to come to earth for a couple of years and have a time of earthly ministry where he was fully, he was fully God, but he was also fully man. Because Jesus is the ultimate example that we should look to when it comes to reaching out to people and ministering to people. Because when we think about Jesus's life in the Bible, he obviously was going after things of God. You know, he didn't sin. He was perfect. But he didn't throw people to the side or not talk to people that weren't Christians. He actually hung out with sinners, people who weren't following the Lord. And But he also showed God's love to them, ministered to them. So I think when we're talking about this whole idea of like being a light in a dark place or reaching out to people who don't know the Lord, I think it's so important just for us to look to Jesus's example and to say like, how did Jesus handle situations when he came across people who had fallen away from faith or who had kind of took a turn for the worse? Like how did Jesus deal with people um, in those moments? So in all throughout the New Testament, there's story after story where we see how Jesus lived and how he acted and interacted with people during his earthly ministry. But I think just as we're starting to jump into this topic, Jesus is the one that we should look to and just see like, how did Jesus treat people or how did he respond to people when they put down the whole idea of faith or the whole idea of God? Like, did Jesus turn and yell at people and get angry and stick up for himself? Or did he respond in love, you know, and he responded in love. So I just think as we're diving into this topic and talking about 
being a light in things that we should just say like, okay, situations like this are tough, especially when we see friends Mm -hmm. start to take a turn for the worse or start to kind of go after the things of the world. But how did Jesus respond when he interacted and came across people? Yeah. One thing that comes to mind when you're saying that is I think about the different types of people that Jesus did encounter. And a big group of people that he encountered a lot in his ministry were the Pharisees. And they were the people, he encountered people that had a lot of head knowledge about the things of God. Yet he used so much wisdom in his conversations with them. Something that Jesus is acclaimed for is the way he carried conversations and asking questions that really spurred people on to examine their own hearts and examine their own lives. He didn't give extremely definitive answers sometimes to the questions people were throwing at him to try and trick him or try to see if he would slip up. He was really wise in his conversations. And he, one thing I think I look at when I look at the life of Jesus and his ministry he handled different people differently. And I think that's something I think of when I think of friends that have fallen away from Jesus, um, kind of to do like a temperature check on them and see where are they in their relationship with God or their perspective on God. Because some people have fallen off the path of Christianity and they're aware of that, but they are maybe sad about that or ashamed Mm -hmm. of that. And some people uh, feel like, They go to church and they check the boxes, um, but by examining their heart or the fruit of their life, you see that they probably aren't walking closely with God. And I think it takes a lot of wisdom to handle those situations differently and to really take a temperature check on where is this friend? Are they open to the things of God? Are they seeking to want to get back to a place are even they asking they, me questions exactly yeah. or are they cold-hearted and their their heart is is hard and that's something that you're going to have to navigate with a lot more wisdom and discernment because um I think it's not a one case fits all kind of thing mm-hmm. not one size fits all and so I think a lot of times when you're dealing with people who have turned away from the things of God you really have to pray for wisdom and you really have to use totally. wisdom and and sometimes like Jesus did, it's not necessarily about having definitive conversations with people and uh-huh. saying, well, this is the truth and this is the way, um, but asking questions that spur them on to seek out what is in your heart and then ultimately asking questions that hopefully point them to the truth. And that's so good. I think that's something I think about a lot when dealing with unbelievers or people that maybe know a lot about God but aren't following him. I think about what kind of questions would Jesus have asked? Because he asked a lot of questions yes. without giving answers. He kind of let people find the answers for themselves. And they always pointed back to Jesus. Uh-huh. They always pointed back to him being the son of God or God being, you know, the ultimate um, savior. But uh, I think he used a lot of wisdom and discernment in how he handled those totally different people. Did. And if you're like, I don't really know how Jesus talked or how he acted or how he did handle those kinds of people, go read the go gospel. Read the New Testament, like, yeah. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, like it's all about Jesus' life and his earthly ministry. And you can read and you can see like, wow, Jesus, people were coming at him. Mm-hmm. Like they were putting him down. They were, the Pharisees, like Lacey mentioned, they were questioning him, like trying to trick him and things. And it was incredible like how Jesus handled that situation. He was honest, but with love. And so we just want to encourage you guys to go read those books and really study Jesus' life. Yeah, because you get to see, yeah, you get to see those real conversations, you know, but the way he maybe taught his disciples who were still learning about the things of God and the way he dealt with a Pharisee, those were different. And you can see those conversations and see how Jesus modeled that in his life and how really a lot of those conversations could still be modeled probably in today's time 
uh, maybe mm-hmm. in a little more layman's terms, but yes. uh, I think they're a great reference for sure. And I love how you said temperature check because that's what I was going to say too. It's like you can't handle – every case is different. You can't handle every single person the same. It's like every single person you're not going to be able to invite to church and they're just going to come. You know, some people will mm-hmm. be like, no, I don't want to go to church. Exactly. And you can't just keep inviting them week after week because mm-hmm. they're going to get annoyed and they might stop talking to you. <laughs> mm-hmm. So every case is different. Every person is different. And, you know, I remember in high school, I I always just tried to look for little opportunities to, like, just kind of shoot a little idea of Christianity in there in conversations with people. And I actually went to a Christian school. So people, God was talked about all the time. A lot of people were Christians, but there were a handful of people that weren't Christians Mm -hmm. in my high school. And there was this one girl I remember who I played on a lot of sports teams with. She was athletic. She was good at a lot of sports. And um, one day after practice, I remember she asked me... um, She was like, Christy, why are you so, like, how are you so joyful all the time? And this girl, everybody knew she was not saved. She didn't come from a Christian home. I think she just came to the school because their parents sent her there because it was a private school and the academics and things. But it was pretty well known to most people. She was not following the Lord, didn't Mm -hmm. go to church anywhere or anything. And I remember after practice one day, we were sitting in the hallway and she said that to me. She said, Christy, like, you're so happy and so like joyful and nice to everybody all the time. Like, how are you like that? (laughs) And I remember I, I had a moment where I thought I need to say something about Jesus. Cause honestly, that is the reason why I'm Mm -hmm. like that is just spending time with the Lord and letting him fill me up and praying, you know, make my heart like your heart, God and stuff. And I did that all the time, you know, still do, but in high school, especially. And I remember I, I should have said, and I regret it still to this day. I didn't say anything about Jesus. I just said, well, I live a very, I had just have, oh, thanks. You know, I said, I have a really blessed life and I'm just super thankful for what I have. And, you know, some mm-hmm. kind of answer like that. But then I went home later and I remember I was thinking like, Christy, come on. Like this girl <laughs> doesn't know Je- Jesus or mm-hmm. she's, she of course knows about him. She sits in our Bible class every single day at school, but she's not saved. You know, mm-hmm. she's not walking the walk. And this would have been a great opportunity to just kind of share a little bit of the gospel with her and say, like, Mm -hmm. well, this is what God's done in my life. And how could I not be thankful? Or how could I not be joyful? And so, like I said, it's years later now. And I still am kind of like, oh, I wish I would have said (laughs) it. But um, just look for little opportunities. Because she was, I would say, one of those people, if we're talking about temperature checking, who was, like, stone cold, like, not all about the idea of Christianity Mm -hmm. at all. Because she went to Christian school. You know, she was surrounded by stuff like that all the time. And she would always reject it and things for people like that, that you're temperature checking and they're like totally turned off to it. Just pray for little opportunities to like shoot some of the Mm -hmm. gospel in there or to shoot a little nugget about God in there and things. Well, and I love how your life was, was obviously making a difference to her. Like she noticed that and she asked a question and Uh you were able to then have that conversation. And, and yeah, maybe you look back and say, well, I didn't handle that the best I could, but I think that's something to remember too, that, um, your life was really speaking a lot to her yes. more than your words maybe even spoke before she asked something. Totally true. And that's one thing I want to encourage you girls with too, is our lives can speak volumes. Mm-hmm. And that's why it actually makes me so frustrated on the inside when I see girls who I know are Christians and they're in church every week, they're leaders in their youth group, but they're so rude at school <laughs> to everybody around them. I'm like, you are not representing. I mean, no. we all have moments where we get frustrated, but like constantly leaving girls out being in cliques, just rude and unkind to people. I'm like, we and people know you're a Christian and you're in church every week. Mm -hmm. I'm like, people are looking to you to show them what it's like to be a Christian and what it's like to love God. And if your life speaks volumes and if you're not being that light 
and people aren't looking at you and saying like, wow, you're so nice and friendly to everybody Absolutely. or you literally love everybody. That's what, as Christians, that's our job. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. that's what we're supposed to do. So when it comes to being a light in this question about how do I help friends that have turned away from faith or turned off to the idea of God, just live your life in a way that just leaks Jesus mm-hmm. to people everywhere you go. And that's like the first thing you can do, just a small thing you can do, Absolutely. is just by the way you live your life. Yeah. So it's just, you just got to show people Jesus in every aspect. I had a coworker this last year that um, I think sometimes, especially if you've been in the church a long time or you've been following Jesus and your lifestyle looks a lot like the Christian culture, that it's a good thing, but you kind of start thinking like, well, does anyone even notice that I do maybe, you know, live differently or I do have a joy that's different? You know, am, am I really that different from people that aren't following Christ? And I had a coworker last year who we never talked about church or Christianity or, or anything like that just because our work environment, we were always doing work mm-hmm. and it just never came up. And I remember thinking, uh, I wonder if she's a Christian. And after being around her for a couple of weeks, I knew without a doubt that she was a Christian just by how she lived. And it really inspired me to realize people really do notice a contrast when you are just, yeah, you are kind to people. You have that love of God in you. You um, care about other people because I think sometimes I feel like, well, do people even notice that I'm different? And I realize they do. There yeah, really is a really contrast do. there. And that was really encouraging for me to see someone like that. And later I did find out explicitly that, yes, she was a Christian. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But I was really encouraged by just seeing her walk the walk. And she never, ever said, you know, for those first couple of weeks, like, I'm a Christian and I mm-hmm. love Jesus. But it's it just really was obvious to me and how she treated people and how she treated me that she's got something different going on there. And I know if I had not been a believer, I would have noticed it big time because there was such a contrast in how she treated people and then how other people maybe interacted. And so to me, that was really encouraging. So your life really does have a lot of influence, even if you aren't saying anything. I love that. And so in answer to this question about like, how do I help a friend that's turned away from faith or that's rejected the idea of Christianity and things? Number one, live your life in a way that shows Jesus to people, Mm -hmm. where people can see something different in you, something shining through you. And honestly, if people see that, someone who is loving and joyful and just genuinely cares for people, who doesn't want to be like that? Or who doesn't Mm want to have that joy? They're going to say to you, like, Lacey, like, you're so joyful. Like, how do I get what you have? Mm -hmm. Like that girl did to me in high school. And they're going to see something different in you. So number one, if you want to minister or reach out to someone, just live your life in a way that just shows you to people. But two, pray for people. And because God can work miracles. Oh, absolutely. So we have to do our part. I always love to say work as if it depends on you, but pray as if it depends on God, Mm -hmm. because we have to do our part. There's going to be moments where we do have to speak and we do have to say, well, Jesus does this for me. Or, you know, Mm -hmm. we do have to tell people about the gospel. But also... There's another part where we just have to pray and trust God that he's going to do something inside people's hearts because he can only move in the way that he moves. And he's the only one that can really, Mm -hmm. truly change a heart, especially for those people. We're talking about temperature checking, those people that are so hard hearted, so cold hearted, just so not about the idea of Jesus or Christianity or church, people that are so turned off to that. That does take a miracle. (laughs) Truly, God can only shift a heart that is that far gone from him. Mm -hmm. So we do have to be a light. We do have to sometimes say words and, 
invite people to church, you know, do our part, tell them about how God's moving in our life. But at the end of the day, we need to pray, pray, pray for those people because he is a miracle working God. He is the one that changes hearts and he's the one that can get through to people that are so turned off to the idea of him. Absolutely. I love it. So actually a story I have kind of along those lines, you just never know girls how your life is impacting people and the small things you say today in high school. So I was with my friend Jessie um, last week. She lives out in California now. We were having a girl's trip out mm-hmm. there. It was fun. But she was telling me the story of how um, she had a girlfriend in high school and she went to a Christian school too. And she went to a Christian school in Ohio. And she said this girl was just so hard-hearted, one of those people, when you temperature check, mm-hmm. that was so like, no, like I'm not so it. close <laughs> off yeah, to the idea of Christianity, the idea of God, it's people like that are fake, you know, all those things. And Jesse was a strong Christian, and Jesse said, I actually hung out with her, and I was friends with her, and I always tried to invite her to church or to minister to her in small ways and things, And um, but she never got saved. You know, they graduated, they moved on, went to college in different states and stuff, Kind of stayed in touch a little bit, but weren't weren't close, you know. And Jessie said she got a message from her a couple years ago, so like seven-ish years after they graduated from high school, that said, hey, Jessie, I just wanted you to know I accepted the Lord, and wow. I'm a Christian now, and just her whole salvation story. And this girl said, and a lot of it was because of how you treated me wow. and how you always, you know, interacted with me and how you always told me about God in high school. That's you cool. really impacted me even back then. And that set me on a journey to accepting Christ and becoming saved now, seven years later. So I just want to, I was like, Jesse, that's an amazing story. <laughs> but I just want to encourage you girls, you know, to those people that you feel like you're constantly reaching out to and nothing's getting through you don't know what God's doing. Like, and that's why I said we need to keep praying for them because God is working behind the scenes a lot of times in people's hearts and minds in ways that we can't even see. So in this story with my friend Jesse, it's like Jesse was just planting little seeds way back in high school. And now Jesse and this girl are both onto careers. And I think this girl's married and, you know, way past high school. But just Jesse's influence and the way Jesse was a light to her back in high school put her on the path to accepting Christ years later. So we don't know, you know, right now it yeah. might seem like I'm not getting through to any of these girls that are in my school every day that I'm trying to talk with and things, but you don't know how God's going to move even in the future. And the little seeds and things you're planting right now will make a big difference, if not today, but tomorrow. So don't be discouraged. Mm-hmm. That's great. And well, kind of transitioning then to our next question, talking about having relationships with people who don't share faith. Another question was, is it bad to have relationships with people who don't share the same faith as you and things. Lacey, do you want to share some of your thoughts on that one? Yeah, well, I did grow to a public high school, and so I did grow up around a lot of people that had different beliefs from me and did not necessarily walk closely with God whatsoever. And um, I was able to be friends with a lot of those people in a genuine way. Um, But I, I think you have to be, again, you have to be wise about what type of friendship you have with them and Um, you know, be wise about what parts of your heart you share with them. I think different friendships are deeper than others. And I think that it's definitely a good thing to be close enough to them that you could have like an honest conversation. Uh You could have an open discussion about your life or what you're going through. Um, And, you know, sometimes even something that speaks volumes to people is not necessarily just that we're always joyful or happy and Jesus is my light or whatever, but also 
letting people see how you walk through adversity and letting people see how you walk through brokenness or tragedy um, and being able to lean on Christ through that time and and for them to be able to see that, yes, you're going through a really, really hard time, but as a Christian, Christ is going to sustain you through that. He's going to give you an incredible amount of strength and peace and in really unexplainable ways. And I've seen that happen in my own life when I've walked through either hard seasons or truly traumatic events, Uh like the loss of a loved one or something. And so I think being close enough um, that people can see that is definitely not a bad thing. Um, You know, I think you have to be careful to make sure that you don't have friendships with people who have a different lifestyle or live within a different culture that's going to pull you away from the things of God. And I think you have to really check what is the culture of my friendship with this person? Is it that we sit down and we, we have good conversations and we're able to discuss our life? Or is it that we're hanging out in places that are not a good influence Mm -hmm. or hanging out in environments that are not a place that I want to be um, seen or that I want to be a part of or (laughs) guilty by association. And so I think you have to be really discerning of that. I know in high school, um, like I said, I had a lot of friends that I would genuinely consider my close friends, but I didn't go everywhere with them. If they were going to go out drinking and partying, that was not something I was going to do. I could hang out with them and do, you know, build a homecoming float for a whole week and we could hang out till midnight every night working on that and have some really good conversations. I remember one year we were building a homecoming float and a really good friend of mine who had rededicated their life to Christ in the summer at church camp we were, you know, a couple months into school and he ended up asking me some like really deep questions that night mm-hmm. while we were just working on the homecoming float. Cause we were just there, you know, like building these different things for, for homecoming and stuff. And so to me, being able to do life with people shoulder yeah. to shoulder like that, that's a good thing. Now, am I going to totally. go hang out at a party at someone's house when their parents aren't home just so I can have that conversation? Yeah, right. No, that's not a good way to have those conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, could that conversation happen there? Maybe. Am I going to make that, dis- like, am I going to take that risk? No, that's not the place for you to anticipate that kind of, um, you know, conversation mm-hmm. or dialogue or something like that. So I just think you have to be careful about the culture of the- your friendship with someone who's not a believer. So true. Such good advice. And yeah, I don't think we're not getting on this podcast and saying like, never talk to somebody if they're not safe, like <laughs> say hi and then walk away. You know, <laughs> definitely not. But that. tell them Jesus loves you. Yeah, say, hi, Jesus loves you, then walk away. No, don't do that. <laughs> don't do that. It's good to have friendships with those people because how will they see Christ at all? If they're not, say they don't come from a Christian home, they're not in church, you know, they have no Christian influence at all in their life. Mm-hmm. Like it's good to hang out with somebody who is a Christian, so they can just see what it even looks like, mm-hmm. you know, and how you are different, how you are shining God's light and stuff. But I love what Lacey was saying, because I had that down too. I think if you're going to hang out with people who aren't saved, that's okay. But just make sure that you're more the one who's influencing them, and they're not the one who's influencing you. Absolutely. So they're not influencing you to go on the bad path, like Lacey was using the example of those parties and things. They're not the ones who are going to, like, come on, Lacey, like, just come to this party, and mm-hmm. it's just one beer, you know, and you're like, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, you're right. You know, it's as long as you're the one that's more pulling them up, and they're not pulling you down. So I think before you do even become close and have close relationships with people who aren't believers, I think that you need to be so solid and just so strong in your faith. And you just have to know who you are in Christ, which is what Rooted was created. It's Mm -hmm. all about teaching girls to have who they are just rooted in the Lord. But I think you need to be so sure and secure 
in who you are in Christ before you do start hanging constantly out with people mm-hmm. who are far from God. That way you're like, no, I know who I am. I'm not going to be persuaded mm-hmm. to go down a bad path or to do things that aren't right because I'm around these people. But I'm actually going to be the one who influences them and mm-hmm. who pulls them, who leads them, who pulls them towards Christ and the things of God. So I think you just have to make sure you're solid enough in where you are in your relationship with the Lord to be the influence and to not be the one who is influenced in the wrong direction. Absolutely. I think another thing too you have to keep in mind is that person should not be the sounding board for your life. And what I mean by that is if there's, if they're not walking closely with Christ, they should not be a close enough friend that you walk to them and ask for advice. If they're not in tune with the Holy spirit and they don't know the truth of what God's word says, they're not going to be able to give you wise counsel. They might be a comforting friend. They might give you encouragement. Mm -hmm. They might say, Oh, I'm sorry. You're going through that. You know, I'm here for you. And that could be a benefit of that friendship, but that should not be the friend that you're going to, to seek wise counsel. You should find somebody if you're following Christ and you're trying to make maybe a big life decision or you're struggling in an area that should not probably be the person that you confide in. And you might say, well, we've known each other our whole lives. And now that we've gotten high school, mm-hmm. you know, she doesn't really like the things of God, but we've been best friends our whole lives. That's fine. You can still have that friendship, but that doesn't necessarily need to be the place that you go to seek wise counsel and that you go for advice. Because if, like I said, if they don't know the truth of God and they're not seeking out wisdom from the Holy Spirit, yeah. it's not going to be wise counsel. And you you don't want that kind of influence in your life. Totally. And your, or lack of influence yes, in your life. That's great advice. And you're, I always say your inner circle does need to be people who are pulling you closer towards mm-hmm. Christ, who are good influences on you, who love the Lord, who are challenging you in your faith. Your closest friends should be that. Like I always say, show me your friends, I'll share your future. Absolutely. You know, hang around people that are building you up and making you want to seek God more. That should be your inner circle, really. But is it bad to hang out, go to a football game here and there, you know, with people who aren't saved and to have friends and acquaintances and things? Definitely not. We hope that you do because how else are they going to find who Jesus is or experience Jesus if they're isolated from anyone who's a Christian Absolutely, at all? So, you know, it's cliche, but be in the world, not of the world. And that's what we have to do. And that's who we have to be when we are around non-believers. And honestly, that's going to be your whole life. I think totally. high school is a great example. And one thing cool about high school is that you're kind of forced to be with friends or you're forced to be around people that may not be like you because you're going to have classes with them. You're going to play sports with them. You're going to be in clubs with them. And high school definitely forces you to be around people that you wouldn't necessarily ever choose to be around. Mm-hmm. Whereas when you get older, other than in work, because a lot of times when in the workplace, you don't get to choose your friends. But you're going to have that kind of scenario the whole rest of your life where, like Chris he said, you need to be in the world, but not of the world. Mm -hmm. So if you can learn to do that in high school, you're going to be so much more well-equipped to handle and really create strong friendships when you get into college and even when you're an adult, things like that. Yeah. It's so important that you guys do learn this now, middle school, high school, early college, because yeah, like Lacey was saying, sadly, you know, it doesn't stop. We're always going to be around non-believers, people who are far from God in the world. So it is so important that you do become rooted now in your young years and find who you are in the Lord now. So you're not, when you're out in your career, a secular career, Mm -hmm. working with people all the time who aren't saved, that you're going to be persuaded to do things and go with the flow or go with the crowd, you know, but that you can stand firm and just know who you are in Christ. Mm -hmm. Even after, even when you're an adult like us, we're working in careers that you'll just know who you are and you won't be slated to the left or to the right. So, well, this has been really good, and we're about to kind of, it's crazy, these always go so fast, we're about to kind of wrap up here, (laughs) but just the final question you guys asked, which I think we've really been talking about the whole podcast, but is how can we show Jesus to people who have rejected the idea of Christianity? 
I just want to say, um, if not you, then who? Like, if you're not going to be the one that is influencing people for Christ or showing people who Jesus is and what it looks like to love him and to have a relationship with him and to know him, like, who is? So we are put on this earth, you know, the Great Commission. We're supposed to go out and reach people for the kingdom of God and show them Jesus. So if you're not going to do it, who is going to do it? So we need to be lights. You know, this podcast episode is titled Being a Light in a Dark Place. Sadly, it makes me sad, but the world these days is a dark place. There's people left and right who are trying new things and like some things I'm like, that's a thing. Like I didn't even know like that existed, (laughs) but you know, people are so far gone from the truth, which is really sad. Mm -hmm. But if not us as believers, like who is going to reach those people? So we should always be striving to be a light and show Jesus to people, especially those who have rejected the idea of Christianity. But just summing up our thoughts here, Lacey, I love what you said about temperature checking and just praying for God to give you wisdom and discernment because it is going to look different for how you reach out to some people from how you reach out to the next person. Absolutely. So it is hard <laughs> to do it, you know, and I know, especially in high school when you're in, or middle school, where you're trying to fit in and have, you're like, but I want to have a social life, you guys. And you're, mm-hmm. t- you're telling me all this advice. It is hard, but the best advice I could give, and I know Lacey would probably echo this, is just to pray. Absolutely. One, pray that God gives you wisdom on picking friendships and giving you the right friends to hang out with. But just pray that God gives you wisdom when it comes to reaching out to people. You're like, should I invite them to that youth event? I mean, are they going to like totally laugh at me? But you don't know until you ask. So it's like, try to ask them one time. And then if they're like, oh my gosh, never in a million years would I go to that, Mm -hmm. then we might have to try a different approach. But then who knows? You might ask and your girlfriend might be like, yeah, that sounds fun. I'll go. And then that's the start of something. And then slowly you can just start planting little seeds of what it looks like to know the Lord and things. And I, that was exactly what I was thinking was prayer to pray that God would give you one wisdom and two, that he would give you opportunities because I've been amazed in my own life when I've been praying for a friend, they have no clue about it, but the conversations that will happen spontaneously that seem random or they seem like a coincidence and secretly you look back and, and it's totally the Holy Spirit orchestrating that moment and that conversation. And so never, ever underestimate the power of praying for someone and praying that God will give you opportunities to to be that light and that when those opportunities come that you'll have wisdom to handle mm-hmm. those because like we've said today it's not a one size fits all yeah. but I think if you can be full of the Holy Spirit and you can be full of the truth by reading God's word then you're going to be equipped to handle those situations and the Bible tells us that it tells us that the Holy Spirit will give us wisdom when we are totally. put in those situations um, where we need guidance we need wisdom we need discernment so Never underestimate the power of praying for someone and then sit back and watch because God will show up and you'll be amazed at what he orchestrates that you think, how did that ever happen? (laughs) That's so true. Yeah. Pray for open doors and then pray for God to give you the words in the moments where you need him to, to minister to people. And from our life experiences, we can tell you that he will. And he shows up, like Lacey said, sit back and watch. God shows up Mm -hmm. every single time, but be bold, you know, be bold in your faith. Um, Because like I said, if not us, then who's going to do it? If not you, then who? Who's going to reach those girls at your school that are so rude to people? Who are going to reach those girls at your school that are like, never in my life am I setting foot in a church? So it's Mm -hmm. us. We are put on this earth as kingdom workers, people who are supposed to go forth and reach people for Christ and to bring them into the kingdom. And if not us, then who? So be bold, go forth, share your faith, shine your light, and um, just keep praying constantly and God will totally be with you guys every single step of the way. So, well, thanks, Lacey, for sharing your heart. And thanks, girls, for listening. 
Um, if you have any other questions on this topic, like feel free, I'll tag Lacey and myself on Instagram. Feel free to, free to just message us. Let us know your thoughts. If you have any specific situations that you need advice on, like we want to be a resource to you guys. We want to help you. So please feel free to reach out. Also, I mentioned this in the beginning, but if you have any questions, topics that you'd want us to talk about on this podcast, shoot us a message. We would love to do it. We'd love to talk about it. That's what we're here for. And next episode we have coming out the first Friday in November. I cannot believe it's already going to be November <laughs> 2019. It's crazy. But um, that's actually going to be episode 11. And we're talking about a great topic on that one. We're talking about um, how to deal with pain and hurt from the past and how mm-hmm. God can heal our hearts after it's been hurt. So we got a lot of good things in store for that episode. So mark your calendar for the first Friday in November. That's when that one will come out. But again, Lacey, so fun to have you here. Yeah, thank you for having me. Thanks for being on the podcast. We love having you on. And again, thanks girls for listening. We hope you have a great week. Bye. See you later.